This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And away we go with our Friday panel, Topics Worthy of Discussion. Our panel includes Michael Giles, who's been in government 30 years at the federal, provincial, and municipal level. Michael, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you for coming in. Adrian Batra, the editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. How's Adrian? I'm great. Happy New Year, John. Happy, happy, joy, joy, right across the board. And the Reverend Dr. Sherry DeNovo, Minister at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts, and the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park. How's Sherry? I'm just Jim Dandy, and it's a pleasure, John. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have Jim you Dandy. all in here. That is super. Why don't I ask? I love it. Let me ask the woman of the cloth as a first order of business. No, because I'm always interested in, you know, forgiveness, redemption, uh, mm-hmm. sincere contrition. There was a story, uh, and, you know, this is sort of permeating everyday discussions about political correctness run amok and whatever. Do you remember when the comedian, the black comedian, Kevin Hart, Mm -hmm. uh, was basically disassociated from the Academy Awards that he was slated to host? Yeah, it was some homophobic tweets that he had at one point. But he's been on, he's been on Ellen, you know. Today. Yeah, and, and listen, he apologized. Listen, I mean... Absolutely. People change. All sorts of people change. And that's a good thing. And I think we should encourage that. And and for sure, forgiveness. Well, there you go. Because you see, uh, there are some who are not forgiving him. They say, in fact, they're going off on Ellen, suggesting she's betrayed the movement. Look, if he has apologized, which he did, and moved on, let's let's the rest of the world move on, too. Uh, and and uh, it's if someone doesn't apologize and continues on, that's a problem. But this, no. It's it's over. It's done. Thank you. That's very Christian of you. I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> very reasonable. I mean, I would have nothing to add to that because I think that's a very thoughtful way of putting it. Look, I think that there are probably tweets and things that we've all said at some point in our lives, 15, 20 five years ago, that will all come back to bite us in the you know what. Right. But, you know, the fact is there's going to be a perpetually outraged crowd. John and people want to be upset and no matter how contrite someone is or how apologetic or how much penance one pays it will never be good enough and this is an instance such as this well um, let me give you another one last. sure you come from a background that's indo-canadian correct well radio canada oh yeah they did a parody on their year ender you know where they wrap the news but they yeah. do it in satirical fashion of justin trudeau's trip to india and uh in it, they had him, amongst other things, sitting cross-legged on cushions and doing the kind of, you know, snake-charming routine. <laughs> where out of the basket rise two gasoline hoses yep. instead of cobras, mm-hmm. uh, amongst other things. And, you know, it's kind of a Bollywood send-up. And there are people from the Indo-Canadian community that are outraged and call this at least cultural appropriation or culturally insensitive. Is it? No. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, making short shrift. I mean, I wrote a column about him acting like a Bollywood bridegroom, for heaven's sake, when he was in India. It was an embarrassment. Um, I did see the Radio Canada thing, by the way. I thought it was actually quite funny. Look, for the, those in the community that are upset, it's probably a handful of people. And not, and every, every single one of us in the media, we're going to find that one, two, ten people that are going to be ticked off about something. And then we can sort of have balance in our story. So they found someone that's outraged. That Vast majority, vast majority of people um, were embarrassed by that and not upset uh, by uh, this this uh, satirical way of really driving home a point that Justin Trudeau really messed up on the international stage. All right. So it's a few squeaky wheels then that seem to be creating a false impression. Although it seems to me, Michael Giles, correct me if I'm wrong, that the whole political correctness thing is more or less corrosive to, uh, well, the human condition, let alone just public discourse. Is there uh, any way of reversing this trend? Because it's getting... Well, look, when I cited uh, some other cases, millennials now, according to the Daily Mail, are upset by 90s reruns of Seinfeld because they allude to the soup Nazi, or there's a depiction of a Latino gay couple. Uh, For whatever reason, I don't understand that there would be offense taken. They feel, I guess, it's sort of lapsed into a stereotype or something like that. But can we ever reverse this whole... What direction we're taking with political correctness? Well, I think speaking to Adrian's point, we're talking about the this group of people who are you know plugged into the wall. Who the minute they hear something, they spin into spontaneous outrage, and and this I think is the issue here. You look at you know I think in that article you're, you may be referencing about uh, Seinfeld, they said that they took offense at almost everything George Costanza said. Well, you know in in the show, so therefore if they take offense at everything, what the you know what kind of people are we talking about? And I think the danger is there are legitimate concerns. About but some things where, where people, you know, are obviously uh, going too far and saying things they should. The problem is, and we were speaking about this before the three of us outside, is that you have the silent majority and you start losing them. And th- they will just start tuning this stuff out. And even when there's legitimate criticism, they're not going to uh, they're not going to speak up because, you know, people start to get tired of it. And political correctness is exactly that. When you get too politically correct, you literally lose everybody because it's just it's not there. It's not well, it's sustainable. Here's the thing, though. I mean, how do you mobilize the, quote, silent majority, end quote, because this is really something that once it's taken root, uh, there's no turning back. I'm saying earlier I did uh, muse aloud that maybe we've got to fumigate academia because a lot of it takes root <laughs> in our colleges and universities. I mean, did we learn nothing from the whole Lindsay Shepard example for, you know, don't you think that there's a, a way we've got to address this in a serious, or is it something that just water off a duck's back, let the culture of complaint continue on its merry way, Sherry? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, there's there's something very positive about the fact that, you know, women are speaking up about sexual assault, something very positive about the fact that people are speaking about being, you know, the subjects of racism. I mean, there's this very positive developments here, progressive developments in identity politics, no doubt. Um, I don't think Seinfeld <laughs> is one of them. I mean, I think that, you know, like I have uh, millennials as kids, they love Seinfeld. In fact, they're so good at quoting from Seinfeld that we can't even play the Seinfeld board game anymore because they just win it all the time. So I, I, you know, I mean, so this, I think what we, you know, consensus here is this isn't the vast majority of people. Um, This isn't even the vast majority of people on the left, for example. This is just a small group of people who, uh, you know, get get their voices heard by being the one-offs. Yeah, but Uh, even cancer start as single cells and then they metastasize. I'm just saying, is there a danger? (laughs) No, is there a danger of this metastasis? to the whole public discourse. Well, I think that there is a challenge that we are facing right now, and I think it's sort of 
took root maybe seven to ten years ago. I, I don't know. I just it just seems to have gotten to a level. Um, social media, I think, is is a culprit in in this as well. But I think it's just gotten to this level now where we're so afraid to just say anything, and and you know, not people don't want to run around and be you know, say the N-word and say anything inappropriate. That's not that's not how people are. But I think f- to your question about whether or not we need to sort of address it, I think it will just naturally address itself. I don't think that there there's going to come a, a light switch is going to go on. I just think people are just going to continue to get frustrated. They will show what case it and, and how they want to at the ballot box, you know, how they spend their dollars, you know, things like that, what they support, what they don't. Um, I what just about don't... Louis C.K.? He's out at Long Island back in December doing his act and uh, he brought into, well, comedy can be dark. The good stuff sometimes deals with uh, verboten subjects and he talked about the Parkland shooting victims. Mm-hmm. And uh, how because some kid, you know, who happened to be there and pushed a fat kid out of the way doesn't make you a legitimate spokesperson now for gun control or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, And he's been excoriated on social media, fairly or not, Mike. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been excoriated. Some of the stuff he said, I mean, personally, I found it, you know, a little off color. And at the end of the day, people will make their decisions. If he's filling filling arenas, then people are obviously people are going to go listen to what he has to say. Is it for me? No, it's not. And I think that's what we speak. Some of what we're speaking to here is people. We should live in a free society, and and you know, it tends to self govern itself. You know, you know, you look in Ontario, the premier's, uh, uh, you know, doing some uh, with post secondary institutions about freedom of speech. You know, quite frankly, I think that's a good thing. You know, you mentioned Lindsay Shepard, and I was astounded, I think, unless I read it wrong, I was in Quebec, I was reading it in French, but that... Um, uh, now the, you're the, bragging. No, no, <laughs> no, that's right. But the professors that were actually taped there are now suing media outlets because they were because they were exposed. I mean, this is unbelievable. Mm. You know, if I was them, I would be laying as low profile as I possibly could, instead of, you know, once again, bounced, you know, bouncing into spontaneous outrage and start suing people. All right, let's come back. Uh, more topics worthy of discussion, including uh, certain authoritarian Uh, mechanisms within our society. The OSPCA got their knuckles wrapped, and uh, I want to see how the panel feels about that. When we come back, more Oakley. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Who's this? Donna Chang? I'm sorry, I must have dialed the wrong number. Donna Chang? I should have talked to her. I love Chinese women. Isn't that a little racist? If I like their race, (laughs) how can that be racist? Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.